Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you this Sunday morning. We've got a lot of 49ers stuff. We are on the eve of free agency. It starts in about 20 hours from now, uh, but there's so many rumors. There's so many roster moves going on. We've got updated salary cap, comp picks, all of that, and more. Plus, as always, you know, we're going to be talking NFL draft uh, nonstop just because there's so much there. So uh, we've got some film breakdowns. We're going to be here for a minute. So buckle in. If you've got questions, questions get them ready make sure you tag me in the chat no matter where you are uh listening um and yeah there's there's a lot going on i can see it already tommy he's coming in hot what the hell (laughs) juice and not trent stupid i don't think it's an either or tommy but we're going to get into that um and we're going to be going over a lot of that but before we do i think one of the most important moves that took place was e-man Emmanuel Mosley, and this was a little bit of a shocker. So if you're watching with this on YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, Twitter, wherever, uh, throwing up some highlights, made a little highlight reel of Emmanuel Mosley, who, man, he's had 17 starts so far for the 49ers. Um, Gets a two-year, $10 million deal. Why this is significant, you could have tendered him. He was a restricted free agent. You didn't have to go and do this, but I think that this speaks volumes to what the 49ers wanted to happen here because it's not as, you know, kind of ice and cold as like, oh, let's just get him. They locked him up for multiple years. This does one of two things. One, obviously the deal's going to be backloaded. We don't have the numbers um, yet, but it's going to be, you know, one of those things where it's like probably $3 million against the cap this year and $7 million against the cap in 2021. But there is not a position. For the 49ers, where they had a bigger hole than the secondary, namely the cornerback position. Uh, you, you look at where Emmanuel Mosley fits. He could play outside or inside. But with what we have, these are the only four cornerbacks we have on the roster right now. Jabbar Taylor, um, which I think, you know, he would be playing the spot of nickel, which he, he filled in rather well for K1 Williams. Definitely not Shark, uh, but it, we'll have to see way cheaper. Tim Harris would be your number two outside corner with Emmanuel Mosley being your starting outside corner now. Now, obviously, they're not through addressing this position. Corner is going to be addressed more. But again, your starters right now, you've got Emmanuel Mosley, Tim Harris, never taken one snap in the NFL, and Jabbar Taylor. 
Um, not what you want, uh, but it is a start. We are better at the cornerback position today than we were two days ago, so that's good news. Now, what's interesting, though, you know, you look at the 17 career starts for Emmanuel Mosley, and he one of my favorite stats about it, he averages, he has 17 pass breakups and 17 starts. He averages a pass breakup a game, which is great. Uh, two interceptions, two tackles for loss, 77 tackles. I like Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, I think he fits exactly what the 49ers want with this versatility on this, you know, back end. But whenever you look at Daniel Brunskill, who was in this very similar situation, he got tendered. He didn't get the deal. And I would argue Daniel Brunskill's been even more important than Emmanuel Mosley. You look at it, he's got 30 starts, almost twice as many starts. He started left tackle, right tackle, right guard, center. Now, is he elite at any of those? No, definitely not. Um, the best situation possible would be for Daniel Brunskill just to be your utility backup, get him out of the starting lineup. But he's an average starter at guard. He's an average starter at center. I think he's better at center than guard. Uh, but we'll have to see what happens there. But he got tendered. Uh, he did not get the same type of contract deal that Mosley got. So it's it's just kind of interesting. Now, the rumors last night, if you guys were up late, I wasn't. But I woke up to some midnight John Lynch, uh, the GM of the 49ers tweets. Uh, he tweeted out, and I quote, I'm thirsty, Niners fans. You want some juice. Um, so there you go. No deal has been made yet. But per Ian Rappaport, who was just on NFL Network, said that the 49ers are doing everything that they can to get not only Kyle Ustek, not only Trent Williams, but also Jason Verrett all signed within the next 24 hours. Because the way that the NFL free agent starts tomorrow, Monday, um, no NFL teams besides your previous employer, the 49ers in this, these cases, are allowed to negotiate with these players currently. Tomorrow, that opens up. All 32 teams can reach out, make offers, all those things. So I wanted to get this podcast out today because tomorrow's going to be bananas. Um, we'll be back as soon as you know. A lot of the top names are going to be announced tomorrow and the next day. That's usually the way the NFL goes. But if you can get those deals locked up today, um, and there's not a player in the NFL that doesn't have red flags, but these three, there are some issues. Kyle's 30 years old. He's fullbacks. Half the teams don't even use that position. Um, Jason Verrett missed several seasons with injury before he rebounded last year. Trent Williams, you say the same thing. But the things that I do know, and I understand how people are like, do not pay Trent Williams. Do not pay Trent Williams. If you can get there, are, I think there are three premium positions in the NFL that stand above everything else. Quarterback, obviously. Edge rusher, obviously. Then tackle. You could argue. Trent Williams was the best left tackle in the entire NFL last year. So you have a, a scheme fit. You have a position fit. You have a value fit. Yes, you're betting against injury, but if you remember, Trent had two years off, and he looked awesome last year. So I would love to have him. Absolutely love to have him. So again, Mosley gets signed. Daniel Brunskill gets tendered. That's great. Looks like Kyle Juszczyk's going to be brought back. I do love what Joe Lenta um, you know, Kyle Juszczyk's, um agent, he said this morning, quote, I would like Juice too, but it's expensive this time of year. Fighting to get that money, but I do think Juice, it's happening. That deals, there is no way 
as a general manager, you put that tweet out. He was probably drinking late at night, whatever else, and then not sign that guy. That's just egg on the face. Now, nothing's been said about Trent. They're trying to get something done, but Kyle, Kyle Juszczyk's coming back. Um, I feel more confident about that now more than ever. Um, we'll have to see on Jason Verrett. I'd say Jason Verrett is the least likely of the big three to sign. Um, I think that he is going to test the market, but my guess, Chapman prediction, use checks getting signed today, I'd say probably 95%. I'd say Trent Williams getting signed today, probably 80%. And then I'd say Jason Verrett, man, you're talking maybe 50 to 60%. I hope we get all three. I really, really do. But not looking like that is going to happen. Now, as, as we keep going through and, you know, just talking about all these different players, we also, we got a gift. Western Richburg, whom a lot of people get upset. I, I get it. We paid him a lot of money. He came in, never got healthy, whatever else. He took, he gave the 49ers a gift back. He really, really did. Um, restructured his deal, saving the 49ers $6.875 million on the 2021 cap number, which is, he didn't have to do this. He's probably going to retire. I don't think he'll ever play football again. But what this did by restructuring, he allowed the 49ers to save some of that money this year and spread it out into 2022. It's a dummy year. He's not going to play for the 49ers, but this allows them a little bit more cap relief. So shout out to him. Uh, I really, really do like that. The 49ers, once this deal was made, they're now ninth in the NFL in salary cap room for 2021. Ninth. We're top 10. Now, this does not take into account Emmanuel Mosley's contract. The details haven't come out, so we don't know how much that counts against 2021 cap. But before that deal, the 49ers are top 10. And usually teams that are in this range, not good teams. The 49ers are a damn good football team. I understand 2020 sucked with the injuries and whatever else. I don't care. We're a damn good football team with some money, and we have some versatility. So even if Trent Williams or Jason Verrett don't get done, it's not time to throw your hands up in the air and all those things. This is a weird, weird year. Um, and it, it's just bananas with, you know, different teams are going to have different philosophies, but there's going to be some bargain deals out there on the free agent market. No doubt about that. So uh, don't overreact to all of the free agency frenzy and whoever makes all the big sign signings doesn't mean that they're winning free agency. So don't fall down that rabbit hole because it, it, it ends poorly. <laughs> now, also, I do have to say, oh, this one hurts my heart. It hurts deep. Ronald Blair, uh, one of my favorites out of Appalachian State, uh, he was cut. And so he was released, went out on one of the best plays ever. You remember that tackle for loss against Russell Wilson where he just wouldn't let go, slung all around, tore his ACL. I, I think that he's going to continue playing. The Jets just seem like the perfect spot for him. It sucks that we didn't get to see him in that chance. He could have been he would have been in that Kerry Hyder role, which Kerry Hyder dominated. I'm not saying that's a negative thing, but he would have been in that role there. So Ronald Blair, best of luck to you, man. Ah, I freaking really like that guy. Also some Jimmy G news. Oh, here we go. Um the Patriots, who I don't like they start to leak out that their number one option for quarterback moving into this season was Jimmy Garoppolo trying to reacquire. They traded him to us. Let's get him back. They tried to get him. And again, the 49ers do not leak stuff out, but the Patriots do. And they leak it out whenever it benefits them. That's kind of what Belichick's always done. 
Um, Evan Laser, one of the Patriots beat writers and big time podcaster over there, uh, the quote that came out was, quote, Jimmy G isn't available right now. So that is interesting. There's a lot of takeaway from this, but it's smart from the 49ers perspective. There's no way they're going to gamble, trade away Jimmy now, even though I think his his stock value is as high as it's going to be now. I understand the like anti-Jimmy people. I get it. I understand it. But let's say you trade away Jimmy Garoppolo for a third-round pick. Okay, fine. Second-round pick if you think you could get that for him. That's fine. But then you don't get a quarterback in the draft. What if all four or five, if you consider Mac Jones, go top ten? it's going to be a crazy draft. Then what's your season look like? Um, you're moving forward with maybe Andy Dalton as your starter. I don't mind Andy Dalton as a backup. You just can't do that in the NFL, especially whenever you have a win-now mindset like the 49ers do. You cannot do that. You cannot allow yourself to be put in such jeopardy. So I understand the quote, Jimmy G is not available right now. Maybe things in the draft go your way. You land one of the top quarterbacks somehow. Then you could talk about moving Jimmy G. That's not my idea. If I dropped, if I draft a top QB, I still want to keep Jimmy G personally. I understand the cap implications. I get it. But then maybe you could trade him if you got a great offer. But I think the 49ers did this one right. I really, really do. Now, how did... The Patriots respond to that. They go out and they re-sign Cam Newton. Now, there is no way Jimmy Garoppolo ends up in New England. It's a 0% chance. There is no way, if you're the Patriots, you have you pay, you know, I think it's like $14 million to Cam Newton, then spend draft capital to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, who's $24 million, and use, like, you have these two veteran quarterbacks that are opposing schematic kind of the way they play, there's no way. So now the Patriots are out. You don't have that movement anymore or that backup option, which hurts. You wanted that. So the kind of Jimmy Garoppolo haters, yeah, th this hurts. Uh, the Jimmy truthers, you're kind of taking a victory lap right now. Now, I would argue you've kind of got to wait because we don't know yet. It doesn't mean that you know everything's settled because it's not it's really really not but this does continue to live into that idea of hey john lynn said we're going to continue to upgrade the backup position that is what is key here and that kind of whether you agree with them or oh he has to say that whatever else doesn't matter if you look at the actions that are taking place currently especially with the patriots that seems to be in line with what um he was so uh, take that for what you will. You know, the Jimmy G saga will never be solved. I don't care if Jimmy Garoppolo wins a Super Bowl for the 49ers as a starting quarterback and starts every single game. The, the anti-Jimmy crowd is dug in so much, there's no way that's going to change. It's just, it hurts. I hate it, but it's what it is. <laughs> so take that for what you will. Uh, Rolls-Royce says, Verrett ain't coming back. I don't know. I The loyalty the 49ers gave him is huge, but if he's looking for a huge payday, if your name's not Trent Williams, then the 49ers aren't your place. It's just the 49ers, You look, even last year, right? You had Emmanuel Sanders, who was a perfect fit. He had one of his most productive years, got to the Super Bowl, all those things. Didn't matter. We needed him back. This was before we drafted Brandon Ayuk, right? We let him go. We made an offer. But we're like, look, we're not going to overpay. That's not who we are. 
those days, you go back to when Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch first showed up with Malcolm Smith, Quan Alexander, Pierre Garçon, Western Richburg. They learned on all of those deals. Ouch. Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. They learned. They're not doing that anymore. So the overpaying for these players, unless you're a premium position, like I said earlier, pass rusher, quarterback, or you know tackle, then that's kind of where you're at. So you, you can kind of, you know, eh, take that however you want to take it. Now, here's a question from Tyson. Uh, he says, John, did you see Joe Staley's tweets yesterday? Do you think it's possible he returns as a coach this year? I'll tell you this. Joe Staley is working behind the scenes with a whole bunch of the draft offensive tackles. Dylan Redunds, um is probably the most paramount one, Samuel Cosme from Texas. And, man, you look at what Dylan Redunds did at the Senior Bowl. He was player of the week, by the way, uh, North Dakota State offensive tackle. That's huge. Joe gets to do whatever Joe wants. Amazing. The locker room guy, right, for the 49ers for over a decade. And smart as hell. Everybody loves him. If he wants to coach, he would be hired by the 49ers tomorrow. There's no doubt about that. Um also, uh, all of Joe Staley's music tweets that he put out there, he deleted them. I don't know why, but uh, he was having some fun listening to some music late at night. I'll say that. Uh, anyway, take that for what you will. Now, uh, another real quick question. I'm nobody you need to know. John, if the Niners keep Jimmy G but don't re-sign Verrett, do you think that will mean they draft a cornerback round one? And we're going to talk a little bit about that. Here's what I will say. The 49ers in this current front office have constantly shown they're not doing the best player available. You'd like to be able to have that opportunity where your 22 starters, 11 on offense and defense, are filled and you're good to go, and then you could just draft whatever the best player available is, whatever else. But in today's salary cap, you can't do that. But what they did show us last year, right, they had three needs going into the draft. Offensive tackle because Joe Staley retired. Wide receiver because Emmanuel Sanders left. And the defensive tackle because you traded Buckner. What did they spend all their draft capital on, right? Number one, Javon Kinlaw. Number two, traded up for wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. Both those were wins. Then you traded your remaining draft capital for a tackle from Washington. So, yeah, it, you cannot. And one, I'll say this. I don't think free agency, especially at the cornerback position, is relegated only to Jason Verrett. So, like, it's re-sign Jason Verrett or you draft a corner. I don't think it's that extreme. There's a lot of corners in this draft. Patrick Peterson, William Jackson III, who's I think is my personal favorite just because of the scheme fit, the upside, all those things. I, I want Verrett. But outside of Verrett, William Jackson III, I really, really like. I remember grading him out of Houston. Um Top in speed, incredible. Ball skills, incredible. I think he'd be, fit this scheme just fine. But there's a lot. Casey Hayward just got released. Like, there are some guys out there, some real talent out there at the cornerback position. Usually in free agency, there's one to two guys per position. But because the salary cap has dropped, you're seeing people just get released left and right. And so there's a lot more depth out there. And usually in the draft, by the time of the draft, Free agency's dried up. That's not going to be the case this year. There are going to be average starters sitting on the free agent market all the way through the draft process that get signed afterwards. That usually does not happen. You know, you, you look at the 49ers in 2020, went through the draft, then we offered Deion Jordan contract. He said no. 
We waited. We offered him another one. He said no, right? And that was like a month after the draft, almost right up until training camp. It's going to be like that except for some quality players. Not saying Deion Jordan's not quality. I'm just saying there's going to be a lot more situations like Deion Jordan was with the 49ers last year, this back and forth, and you can kind of just take your time with it. It's going to be like that across the NFL. There's just so much there. Um, and so it, it, I will say, you know, one more thing before we move on with free agency. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is a different year. (laughs) It's not like what it used to be. It's just not there. Uh, Morgan, I see your question. Do you think Sanders will be a discount enough for us to bring him back? Um, I would love to have Emmanuel Sanders back as our wide receiver three. If he wouldn't sign for us for less money to be our wide receiver too, I do struggle with him signing for even less money to be our wide receiver three. Because our number one and two, they're clear cut. Um, You know, Sanders has shown he wants to play on a title contender, so that's huge. But he also wants money, and you can't fault anybody for that. I mean, he's got, what, two Super Bowls already or just maybe just one. I think he won one with Denver and uh, Pittsburgh. So, like, he's got the titles. He's got the money. He's going to do what he wants to do. I would love to have him back. Personally, I, I think he's going to be pulling that kind of 5 to $7 million. I'd rather not for a wide receiver three, but, man, that would be insane. All right. Let's talk some NFL salary cap numbers because it finally became official at 182 million point five, all right, point five million. Um, now, what does that mean? That's a lot of money, obviously. Last year in 2020, uh, yeah, in 2020, it was 198 point two. 
So it's dropped $15.7 million, which means uh, trying to put this into a realistic kind of what this hurts or what it helps. So I go through the NFL contracts and I try to find cap players. Get this, Odell Beckham Jr., his cap hit in 2021 is $15.7 million. So to look at it in a pragmatic standpoint, every team has to cut from 2020 to 2021 an Odell Beckham Jr. type contract off of their roster. Now, obviously, people aren't just cutting a $15 million. It's a bunch of small cuts to get to that number. But that's pretty damn drastic. I mean, we, we all know Odell Beckham, and you know people either love or hate him. There's nobody that's in between on Odell, I feel like. But that is a significant piece of the puzzle for every NFL team. $15.7 million off the cap. And you're seeing just a record number of NFL teams going out there and, you know, restructuring and, oh, we're going to redo this differently and all these contracts to try their hardest to get as much money as possible. And I totally understand that. And I think we're going to continue to see that. And I think the 49ers will do even more of that. I, I strongly, I'll tell you this right now. Jimmy Garoppolo's contract is either going to be traded or restructured. You can't keep it the way that it is. But you can't restructure it until after the draft because you don't know 100% if he's the guy that you're going to end up with. So, for example, if the 49ers do draft a quarterback in the first round, don't expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be restructured. I think you keep it as is, maybe shift $2 million back so that you could you know, address another position or whatever else. But if you do not get another quarterback and it's just Jimmy Garoppolo and Josh Rosen, and I don't think that's going to be the case, but if that's the case, you got to restructure Jimmy's deal because you're going to, you have to bring him back at that point, almost by necessity because there's nobody else. So we'll see here. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. Now, some comp picks came out, finally. The NFL messed this one up. Uh, the, the official comp pick list gets tweeted out from the NFL. It gave the 49ers an extra pick, which was really nice of them. But, like, I, I remember I saw it, and I was like, oh, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? So, updated draft chart. The 49ers are loaded on draft content. Uh, you know, the amount that they have. Um, their number 12 original pick in the first round, number two, uh, Second round pick, number 43 overall. So they're first and second. Those are just what they are. We get the Robert Sala compensation pick. That's number 102 overall. Round four, that's our original one. Round five, we have three picks. Number 155, that's our original one. Number 172, that's the Quan Alexander trade. One of my favorite trades that has ever happened for the 49ers because that contract hurt and they already cut them anyway. That was such a great move by the front office. Pick number 180 in the fifth round, that's the Emmanuel Sanders compensation pick. So essentially, we got two fifth rounders for Emmanuel Sanders and Quan Alexander. We really lucked out on both of those. That's what's awesome. Uh, round six, our original. Round seven, we have two. Jordan Willis, we did that trade, which Jordan Willis, I hope we find a way to keep. Uh, we gave up a 2022 six rounder for um, their... 2021 seventh rounder than our original seventh so we've got some we've got some space now the 49ers are going to be able to move around which you look at uh, john lynch again last year not one pick in the draft was the original pick 
that dude is just freaking moving all over the place, right? That's kind of that's what he and I love it because you know you're watching the draft and then you see the trade down below. The 49ers are on the clock. Oh, you're jumping up and down, jumping up and down. Oh, and I do have to say real quick, we will be streaming the draft live. If you joined us last year, it was incredible. I think we had over 2,000 people joined us live for the draft. Um, we will be doing that. So at host Chuck B, he's going to be back. We're going to have it up on YouTube. And we're going to be covering days one and day two of the draft. So whether you have ESPN, NFL Network, whatever, it doesn't matter. Have that on your TV. Put your cell phone on us. We're going to be having video clips. I'm already building so much. And again, if you're part of the Patreon subscription, just want to say thank you guys so much. Uh, we're putting out so much draft content over there. We're just building up our base. So we're going to be covering the entire draft days one and two right here. So if you haven't already, hit that notification bell on YouTube. And if you are one of the people that just listen uh, traditional podcast methods, that's awesome. I'm telling you right now, we're going to have an absolute blast. We're going to be giving away autographed jerseys. We're going to be doing trivia. And it's going to be 49er-centric uh, coverage the entire time. So uh, go head over to YouTube. John Chapman, or type in 49ers Rush Podcast, it'll pull up, hit subscribe, and make plans to allow us into your house the day of the draft. I wish I could go in person. I hate missing the draft. We were at the previous seven before last year, but this is the next best thing. Um, 49er-centric draft coverage the entire first, second, and third round. We're going to be there with you guys, so head over there and cover that. Now, real quick, I got a question emailed from Curtis. I like this question. And I put together some scenarios to try to help us see what it could look like. Here's the question from Curtis. It's probably blasphemy to say, but is there any chance we're better team-wide if we lose Trent Williams? You're seeing a lot of this out there on Twitter. Obviously, he's elite, it's the, uh, if not the best left tackle in the league. However, the more I hear the 49ers community discuss how cash-strapped we are and how good we could be with these bargains and free agency makes me question the Williams investment so here we go Let, let's talk about this number one I don't think the 49ers are really that cash strapped as I said number nine in the NFL in most cap space available for this year but there are three key positions that have to be addressed interior offensive line there is no way in hell you go into 2021 after your quarterbacks took the most hits in the NFL and you do not address center or guard. You have to. You can throw in tackle into that as well. I don't care. That's fine. You're like, oh, we got to move on from McGlinchey. They're going to pick up his fifth-year option, whether you like him or not. It doesn't matter. But you have to address interior offensive line. You have to address, again, if if <laughs> you know, you're know you not picking up a left tackle, you got to get a left tackle. That's priority one. Cornerback, we talked about that earlier. And edge. You do need help at edge, especially with Ronald Blair gone now. You have Eric Armstead, who's not a true edge, right? He's a power five technique that moves inside on pass rushing downs. And you saw how good the defense was when D Ford was healthy for that short period of time. So I, I think there are areas that you have to address, but let's just focus on these three, okay? Here's two possible scenarios where you re-sign Trent Williams. He's going to get 18 to $21 million a year, whatever else, but his 2021 cap number isn't going to be that big. Um, the, the guys over at The Athletic, Matt Barrows, they project it's going to be around 8 to $9 million cap hit in 2021. So let's play that out. So option number one, 
re-sign Trent Williams. You don't get Verrett, okay? You get Trent Williams, you don't get Verrett, just in this scenario. You're going to spend a first-rounder pick on corner. It matches up. There's three stud first-round corners. Uh, J.C. Horn, you've got Patrick Sertan, you've got Caleb Fairley. Uh, I love Fairley. I think he's going to be gone top 10. Sertan, I think, has gone top 10 too. So worst case, re-sign Trent Williams. Spend your first-round pick on J.C. Horn. Love that. Perfect fit. South Carolina. We love that school. Debo, Javad Kidlaw. It just makes sense. Perfect scheme fit. And then your second-round pick, you're spending interior offensive line. Somebody like uh, Creed Humphrey, who's the guy I want, Wyatt Davis. There's some other options there as well. So if you went through that, you're addressing all the needs except for Edge, right? So you're going to have to spend there some in free agency, but you're addressing all those needs. Now let's do a Trent and Verrett situation, okay? So reset, re-sign Trent Williams, re-sign Jason Verrett. All right, we're cool with that. But that is going to cost a lot more money. You know, obviously, it's about $3.5 million more against the cap. Now you're basically strapped. So the, you re-sign those two players. Now you're just, man, you're basically adding through the draft only after those guys. But the good news is your first and second rounder, you're allowed to do kind of the best player available. You could draft an edge in the first round, which I don't think is a luxury, right? But it would be a huge help. You could draft somebody that falls that maybe you have as a top five player. What if Jamar Chase falls crazy far? He won't. What if Jalen Waddle does, right? Holy cow, could you imagine that? We're talking about re-signing Emmanuel Sanders. What if Jalen Waddle falls? That would be bananas. You know, maybe you don't re-sign Kyle Juszczyk and you go with a little bit more three wide receiver sets. Well, that might work. If you're getting a stud wide receiver that falls in this draft, which could happen if quarterbacks go crazy early. Just throwing it out there, not saying I would do it, but it opens up the possibilities. In first and second round, you'd be able to do that. You know, again, second round, you draft, you know, an offensive lineman. Maybe you do take Rashawn Slater, number one, put him at center or guard. He can play all of them. You'd have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. You draft Rashawn Slater and re-sign Trent Williams. Jesus. <laughs> now, if Mike McGlinchey doesn't pick it up, you just move on from him, slide Slater over to right tackle next year. Woo! You would have a top three offensive line in the league with one of the best run games already. Ooh, man, that's scary stuff. Now, okay, let's do two situations where we don't sign Trent Williams. He leaves. Which, if Trent Williams does sign elsewhere, you only get a fifth-round comp pick back. That's the most you can get for him because he has 10 accrued seasons in the NFL already, and he's not a quarterback. So, like, th th I hate that stupid rule. Patriots got a third-round pick because Tom Brady left, but there's a provision that says only quarterbacks with 10 years or more accrued seasons can equal a third-round pick. So, fifth-round pick's the best you can get for Trent. So, he leaves, all right? Now, you're pigeonholed. That's all there is to it. If Trent Williams leaves, you are drafting an offensive tackle first round. No ifs, ands, buts about it. There's no question. Now you're into the issue where, okay, Trent leaves. What if a quarterback falls? And what if a tackle falls? Right? It's, it's not a good place to be. It's not. Um, so let's just say Rashawn Slater falls to 12 and you don't sign re-sign re Trent Williams. Not going to happen. I don't think Rashawn Slater falls that far. You've got to take him. If not, Christian Darisaw, I think he's a good fit. You could take him there as well. Then, 
spend that money elsewhere, Corey Lindsey, he's going to be about a $5 million cap. I think he's one of the best centers in the NFL, would fit our system perfectly. You could re-sign Jason Verrett. And you'd still have $3 million cap over, but it pigeonholes your draft needs. There aren't that many left tackles in the NFL, ladies and gents. Last year's draft class was bananas, right? You had Wirfs. Um, you had Bakai Becton. You had all these guys, and one of them missed. Andrew Thomas wasn't that good. He was the first one to go. And Isaiah Wilson was a complete bust. I think he played four snaps all year, first-round tackle. That happens in the NFL. So, again, let Trent go. Draft offensive tackle in the first round, probably Christian Darisol. Sign Chris Lindsay at center. Jason Verrett gets brought back. He's still got $3 million can spend on edge. I don't mind it. But I don't like being pigeonholed in the first round. I freaking hate it. I don't like it. Now, another let Trent go situation. Again, first round OT. Second round interior offensive line. You sign Verrett. You bring back Juice. You still got a lot of money. But, man, that is a young offensive line. You're not helping your cornerback position. You're going to have to spend that somewhere else. Yeah, you got Verrett. But it, you just start moving these pieces, right? And it starts to either say, no, 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 I don't like that, or yes, I love that. And here's my understanding, okay? I look at the situations where you re-sign Trent Williams. I love every one of them. I love them all. Why would you not lock up the best, or at least top three, offensive tackle, perfect scheme fit, locker room fit, coaches love them, he loves the coaches, Ah. I don't know. That's just me. So uh, let's trade. Let's transition. Let's go to some wide receiver draft talk. And here's why I think this is important. Do I think the 49ers are drafting a wide receiver in round one? No, I don't. I, I don't think it's going to happen. But Kyle Shanahan has spent more draft capital at this position than any other position combined. I mean, he's spent like crazy. The talent is elite. I think the NFL draft from now on is going to have loaded wide receiver class just because it's it's the way college football and high school football is going. You're having middle school teams freaking do a no-huddle spread offense, and it's bananas. So I think we're going to keep having these guys. I think there are three premier guys, probably going to be six first-round wide receivers. We need to understand who they are just in case they fall. What happens if Jamar Chase falls? I want the 49ers to be in to at least think about getting this guy because I think he's that damn good. But let's jump to the film. Let's do this. Let's see some Jamar Chase's, my wide receiver one, my comp uh, comparable player for him. He's Andre Johnson slash Steve Smith. That's how good this guy is. 6'1", 208. And again, you go back. He opted out in 2020. You hear that all the time in this draft class. He was the best wide receiver on the LSU championship team. With Justin Jefferson, who was just one of the best rookie seasons at wide receiver ever, he was better than him by a lot. So here we go. Here's Jamar Chase. Where is he? Here he is. Ooh, nice post outside. There you go. He got the separation. Oh, putting the ball up on him. Oh, my gosh. Just abusing this dude. Oh, my gosh. It's one of those things. Some wide receivers have to be wide open to be open. This isn't him. 50-50 ball extraordinaire. Again, against A.J. Terrell. And you can see how he's gaining separation through his route. Nice recovery there by A.J. Terrell. But just see how he plays the ball in the air. 
and then just the the chill slide adjusts late gets hands up late catches undercuts he's in control the entire time oh it's 19 in this it just doesn't make any sense so good 14.3 yards was his average depth of target he is not a slot screen guy you can use him for that but this is a guy that does his work before the ball is in the air and I mean, just look at the ball placement's incredible. There's no doubt about that. But again, we this is the second play in this quarter. We've seen him do this. Look at him running and fading back into the ball. Gets the catch and then has the wherewithal to just put the brakes on. Whoop. Gosh, so good. Just tracking the ball deep. Right over the shoulder. Hands adjusting to the ball. Contested catches. He's great in those. He caught 24 of 36 deep passes. That's the most in the history that Pro Football Focus has been around tracking those. 24 deep catches. Balls traveling over 20 yards in the air. 24. Most in PFF history. <laughs> Kids got it, man. You want big plays? Ah. He's got it. Man, I, I'm such a big Jamar Chase fan. Um, I, I don't know how my final board is going to work out top five, but right now he's my number three player. Number three, like non quarterback. He's, he's at the top of the list. That's how clean and good. And he did all of this at 19 years old, 19. Um, I, he's good, man. He's so good. If the jets took him number two, it'd be a good pick. I think they're going to go quarterback. I get that. If Miami takes him number three, it'd be a good pick. If the Falcons took him number three, even with Julio and Roddick, guess what? It's going to be a good pick. He's that good of a player. Um, I think that he just transcends um, this position. He's great. He would have been number one last year over everybody. And I have him number one this year. Number two, we're only going to be talking about the top three guys today. Jalen Waddle. Um, he is... The most explosive acceleration speed guy that we've seen in a long time. I mean, you can talk about Marquise Brown coming out and the speed and all those things. No, 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 no. This guy, he's got a whole nother gear. Ran a 4.37 in high school. Um, I mean, his track times ran a 10.6 in the 100 meter, 22.4 in the 200. He was a 22-foot long jumper. Explosive, explosive, explosive. 5'10", 182. Now, he had the ankle injury this year, fought back, limped through the national championship, but was still productive. I mean, this guy is an absolute baller. And so, again, if, if you just remember, Jalen Waddle last year, last year, go, go back to the 2019 film with Henry Ruggs, right, and Jerry Judy. Guess who the number one X wide receiver was? Yeah, it was this guy. It was him. So here we go. Here's a quick clip of Jalen Waddle. Big Waddles up front, and they look so much alike. Yep, there it is, that double move. Oh, my gosh. Woo! Woo! Turn on them jets. Watch this route. There's so many good things here by Waddle, but watch the nuance in his route, okay? Eats it up. The post route, right? He's reading this corner. Or sorry, this safety. When the safety catches catches down, look how he's selling it with his head and his hips. He's gonna post 
and replace where he was. Boom. Get to where he was. Straight up field. The post go. Boom. And, and you see the different. Watch him change gears. Yeah, he comes out of his stance. Not like he always does. He's in third gear. He's not flying. 75% of speed. That's all he's got. Then he's going to make his break. Then it's Jets. I mean, you could just see another gear. Look at the separation that is created outside of the second break. Jogging, first break, second break, gas. Freaking just flies. I mean, look at this. He had to slow down to catch this ball and come back for it. They think they're going to catch him, but that acceleration is different. Man, what a play by Jalen Waddle. Whoo, that route. Man, he sold it so good. Whoo. I could watch this 20 times in a row. Inside, boom, gone. Yeah, y'all going to catch me? Good luck with that. To the house. You know, one thing that's crazy, my, one of my favorite stats about Jalen Waddle, 673 yards of his 1,100 over the past two years, all after the catch. Yards after the catch. That's what this guy brings. I don't think there's any doubt who Kyle Shanahan would want, but I don't think he's going to have access. But, hey, Jalen Waddle could fall to 12. I, I don't think he will, but he could fall. If quarterbacks go early, yeah. And that's the thing whenever you're, you're talking about Waddle, yards after the catch guy. There's nobody that values that stat more in the NFL than Kyle Shanahan. And, you know, my player comp for him is almost impossible. A lot of people want to say Tyreek Hill. I don't like comping people to Tyreek Hill or whatever else. He has the best attributes that Wes Welker had in his game and Tyler Lockett combined in one person. The short, shifty, all that stuff, amazing hands. He had one drop, um, but the insane speed. This guy, Jalen Waddle probably would have benefited from the combine as much as anybody. He would have been a low 4-3 guy. That's how fast he is, but he is compact. So 5'10", 182. This guy, he makes every team in the NFL better. That's just all there is to it. And then the last guy that we're going to talk about today, Devonta Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner. He's my number three guy, and he's weird as hell. He doesn't make any sense. We've never had a player like this in the NFL. Six foot one, one seventy. Okay, so uh, Jalen Waddle, five foot ten, one eighty, is small. Six one, one seventy. Dude has no meat on his body at all. My player caught for him is Marquise Brown and Gumby had a baby. Like, <laughs> he has all that top end speed, big play everything, broke all the records that ever exist in the SEC on a shortened season, right? 1,856 yards, 23 touchdowns. I mean, just the production is just bananas. But we have never seen anybody do what he did. It just doesn't exist. So uh, here is Devonta Smith. I don't know what the hell to do with this guy just because there's no track record for it. All I do know is he is a hell of a player and fun to watch. Go Devonta Smith down low here. Ooh, nice outside. But oh, shut it down. Oh my gosh. You can talk about how light he is, and I understand that. But you see the movements he makes at the top of his routes. Watch him shut this down. Whoop. And then just the cutting ability. Tall, lanky, I don't care. This dude's got elusiveness, size, and the way he attacks the ball. That body, 6'1", long, lean, and just freaking fights. He doesn't fight like he weighs 170 pounds. Woo! 
Yeah, it, it, he's small. And it, it, what do you do there? Do you try to get him to change his body type and, you know, add weight? I don't think you do, but you have all of those positives that are there. It's nuts what he did. I mean, it, it. and this guy was fighting to get onto the field as a freshman, just like Waddle was with a lot of great wide receivers out there. These guys are talented. There's no doubt about it. Is it a priority for the 49ers? Hell no, it's not. You're looking for a wide receiver three. We did see the 49ers offense completely shut down when Debo or uh, Ayuk were out. Now, obviously, there were a lot more people out. You had a backup quarterback. You didn't have Kittle, whatever else. But that has hamstrung Kyle Shanahan big time. When he doesn't have his toys, you his play calling reflects that. And he's not just going to keep calling the same plays with other guys. Do I think the first round's where you should go? No. But you have to put the time in to understand where these guys stack up because if somebody does slip to 12, we've seen crazy things. DK Metcalf fell to the second round. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, blah, 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 whatever else. No, no, no. It happens. It happens, right? We didn't think we were going to have an option at CD Lamb last year. We did. We passed. So knowing what's there and knowing where you would be going, eh, those are things that you have to take time on. If you enjoy these breakdowns, as always, the best way to support the podcast, patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. Um, we are going to have another hangout at the end of this month here in about two weeks. That was an absolute blast last time. Uh, we do a mock draft together, go over some 49ers trivia and hang out. So that's the Jerry Rice tier. But if you want access to the videos, head over to patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. That's the place to go. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Free agency. We'll be back probably um, as soon as we get some more 49ers news. That's what we're going to do. So hit me up on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman or email me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions. And as always, love you guys. Stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.